0: Hey, I'm Drew, and you're listening to the Citizen Coder Podcast. In this episode, I talk to Matthew Baker, an Elixir developer just past his first year on the job. We talk about his journey learning to code, losing the yardstick, my experience so far with Dockyard Academy, and so much more. Let's dive in. Hey, Matthew, welcome to the show. For my audience out there, can you um tell me a little bit about your about how you got started with Elixir and um kind of your your coding journey? Um yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Um Wow, I haven't thought about this for a hot minute. Um <laughs> which is kind nice. of funny because what... you know, a year ago it was the only thing on my mind. Um yeah, so no um I wanted to actually be an engineer um, software engineer for a long time. Um, Started in high school. I actually chose to go to school for it and then, you know, life happens. Um, Yeah. yeah, I joined the army to pay for school um, and then ended up being in the army for 10 years. And when I came out, the thought of working at a desk was just, Petrifying to me. So, <laughs> so I ended up, um, I ended up somehow getting into film and I did that.
0: Oh, for that's, years. that's weird. Yeah. That, that's a pretty, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scared of a desk job and go into something even more terrifying.
1: Um, <laughs> it was interesting. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, like, uh, working on a film set had some really interesting challenges. Uh, that I enjoyed um, but kind of getting to that part of filming um, wasn't fun so Mm -hmm. it was an interesting thing and um, so last year well I guess I should say during this whole entire time um, I always kind of gravitated back towards um, software and coding Um, I always was reading some programming book whether it was c sharp um or um oh wow it's been a bit um <laughs> no worries you, you know looking into javascript and everything like that um and i used to joke that i had more programming books than than a non-software engineer should ever have uh, <laughs> i just have piles and piles of them and um awesome. yeah so I, I last year i I just kind of took a reevaluation of everything and was like, you know what? I, I really do want to do software development. Um, I've always wanted to do software development and, mm-hmm. and now's the time. Um, film had grown uh, rather uncomfortable with, with trying to balance my professional life with my family life. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I would, I would often come home for less than 24 hours before flying out again.
0: I know that feeling.
1: Yeah. It's it's a rough ride, you know. Yeah. Um and then um yeah, it just kind of came down to this to this gut check moment. Uh-huh. Now, in parallel to all of this, um I had done some websites and I you know, did things here and there. Uh-huh. And so JavaScript was something that I was somewhat familiar with at the time. I thought I was somewhat familiar with. Yeah. Um and um I just didn't like object oriented. I didn't know I didn't like object oriented. I just, you know, yeah. something just didn't seem right.
0: Something didn't yeah, something felt off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so I also um, know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I got I think it was um you don't know JS um uh-huh. I can't think of his name right now. But he has he has a a book on functional javascript and all of a sudden It was like the sun coming through the clouds, you know, (laughs) (laughs) uh, dramatize it. But nice. Yeah. It was just like, oh my goodness. Light bulb moment. Yeah. This functional programming. So Uh cool. And so then, you know, the rabbit hole opens up before you. And next thing you know, you're trying to learn closure script and all these things.
0: (laughs) Doing, uh, doing Doing kind of the shallow dive and everything related
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's exciting it's like it's almost like finding ice cream for the first time <laughs> you know and you're yeah. just like wait there's more flavors like i what give me them all let me yeah. see them. and so <laughs> yeah so that's awesome i came across elixir and something just felt um really intentional really purposeful about mm-hmm. it and i really liked that mm. um you know, in the army I worked on helicopters. Um, I've always mm-hmm. really enjoyed mechanical things. I, I really like things that have a purpose and they're kind of reduced down to this purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that thing really well. And Elixir just seemed to just drip with that. And I
0: yeah.
1: I just fell absolutely in love.
0: Yeah. It it feels kind of mechanical versus some of the other languages, which I don't know if that's a weird thing to say, but that's kind of, you know, with my experience of, in object oriented, that's kind of how it feels to me. Yeah. You,
1: it feels very much like I want to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing and I don't care about the rest of the world mm-hmm. when I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And it, and that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't need to worry about the entire world, you know? Um when I'm mowing my lawn, I can just mow my lawn.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. And you're not focused on the 50,000 other connected things to that language or, or ecosystem. Yeah. Like you do with JavaScript where there's like 20,000 frameworks or, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah,
1: this, you know, I got to this moment and I was like, I want to, I really want to, Code professionally. I want to change careers again because I'm glutton for punishment. Um <laughs> and so um yeah, I kind of locked myself away in my basement
2: uh-huh.
1: and I dived deep into Elixir and then reality kind of like came a knocking, and it was like, Well, are you gonna get hired in Elixir? Elixir, a language that's really marketable. Uh-huh. Um, and so I remember kind of racing this clock as I'm furiously trying to learn Elixir. And the hard thing is, is when you're self-taught, you, you just don't know what to learn. I mean, yeah, you can, yeah. You can read books. Oh, it, it, and you try and guess what you need to learn. Oh you to guess what you need to learn. Yeah, yeah. so and I I actually was um, slotted to go into a, a boot camp. Uh, i'd put it off twice for elixir no for javascript which i just dreaded i was like please i I don't want to um (laughs)
0: please god don't make me do javascript
1: (laughs) yeah and right before uh i think the third cohort and my last chance to like set it off you know push it off before i you know either had to say yes or no to actually attending Uh the boot camp i actually ended up uh picking up a job which was really amazing
0: yeah so oh so you landed a job in with elixir yes ah that's awesome it is i'm a very happy boy that's insanely i mean that's amazing so you so how long did it take from the time you started learning elixir to getting a job do you think um so i would say there was a lot of time of Like poking
1: around with elixir or um kind of messing but not 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 necessarily learning it with like full intention right sure Mm -hmm. but between saying i'm going to do this um and getting hired um was i think just under six months
0: okay all right about six months
1: yeah
0: i mean that's 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 pretty good.
1: Yeah. It, uh, it was
0: it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you know with with Elixir there's probably a much smaller um job uh what's the word I'm looking market? for? Market. Yeah, there's a much smaller job market, but from what I've heard through Broken and a lot of podcasts is that there's also a ton less developers looking for jobs in that market. Yeah, I
1: think, I think there's a couple of things. I think Elixir's growing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think Elixir, um, you know, it is an, a niche language, but it holds, I think it holds a good kind of niche. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The language, the people who work within Elixir um Or who enjoy elixir, just the community around it, I think are just stellar, and um for that reason, I think that the job market doesn't matter quite as much as you would think, yeah, um Brooklyn is actually the person who um, I could probably thank for me finding a job when I did because when I first spoke to Brooklyn, who um, you know does the elixir newbie podcast and right i had heard it and i i just wanted to send him a message like hey thank you like i am that crazy person in my basement trying to learn elixir all on my lonesome yeah and uh you know in talking to him he said look for a job now which i thought was insane what am i doing looking for a job um <laughs> you know Oh, that's funny. And so, um, but I did, I listened to him and I just started applying to jobs, any job that I could, that I thought that, you know, I thought was reasonable for me to apply to. I didn't, you know, I didn't just apply to everything.
0: Were they elixir jobs?
1: Yep. All of them were elixir jobs. Okay. Um, and, uh, so it was, it was Brooklyn and then there was a, another, um, i can't think of his name right now somebody else in
0: the electric community we'll call him we'll call him daniel no i'm kidding that's what i called (laughs) called you in the podcast with that i recorded with Brooke. (laughs) i'm like i can't remember his name was it daniel or something (laughs) he's like oh matthew i'm like oh that's too way far away from daniel all right yeah um I had actually posited my question
1: um, to the Elixir Slack, and I was just like what what does everybody think? I don't want to work in JavaScript, but it seems like the path uh-huh. um, for what I want to do, which is you know I want to learn how to code and then start working as quick as possible, right? That's kind uh-huh. of what happens yeah and um and I'd kind of gone through like the different things that I had done or that I was doing or the areas I was trying to work in. And, um, yeah, somebody even reached out in that and said, Hey, look, we've got this position opening up and, um, and I, and I think you should come interview for it. And it, so that's, shit. yeah, like that sort of thing I think makes, I, th- I think it kind of trumps the job market a little bit. I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a good space to go into that being said, you know, I've only searched for a job once and found a job once in Elixir Um, so I'm not the most knowledgeable.
0: I mean, yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, obviously any kind of stuff like this is just anecdotal, right? Um, there Brooke, I said it properly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it is, you know, it is anecdotal, but it's also, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a quality anecdote, I guess, you know, that like you're not just a flash in the pan, you know? It wasn't like you were, I, mean, you know, and I'm sure you're, you're super talented, but it's not like you were super talented. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh,
1: I'm still not super talented, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we won't spread this around. I promise nobody will hear this podcast. Nice. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it, it, it wasn't like, you know, you're, you're just like, uh, coding Jesus and managed to land this job, you know, it, the community, it sounds like the community is, and from my, my limited experience with it has been super welcoming and, you know, everybody's willing to help and teach. And I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I did, a, I have started applying for jobs and I'm three weeks in. So, it's, <laughs> and awesome. I, I pretty much got the same advice, you know, Brooke was like, somebody posted a job, and I'm just like, you know what? And I was joking. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna apply for it. You know, I I think I was like one weekend at that point, or one and a half weeks. He's like, you should do it. He's like, apply and, you know, don't don't go into it expecting expecting you know that you're gonna land it per se. Just go into it looking at it as it's an experience. Yeah. So yeah. every every job you apply for is just you know, it's, it's going to be an experience. If you get an interview, that's interview experience.
1: Exactly. It is. And although in my case, like um, the job that I'm at now, uh, because I had the other job lined up, um, the the gentleman on, on Elixir Slack had had said that I should try out for, I initially went into um, the job that I have now as like, okay, I'll get some interview experience. And then as like, I'm going through the interview process, um, the end of every meeting or interaction I had was, man, that place is cool. And they will never talk to me again. <laughs> what? It was, it was every time I would just be like, ah, oh, what a great, like, I, I was just falling in love with the company and realizing I didn't have a shot. And, uh. and so like just trying to manage my expectations and then they would, they would schedule another meeting with me. And <laughs> And just yeah, like going through those steps.
0: That's awesome. So, oh. so you interviewed with just the one company then?
1: No, I interviewed um, with a couple, and um, I've got, you know, I got a lot of different responses. Um, some that were pretty harsh, uh, which mm-hmm. is fair. Um, you know, one of them, I think, I think they were like, "I don't even think you understand functional coding," which I was like, "I think you're wrong." I think I may not understand Elixir to the best and I, but like, I feel like functional coding, I have got the concept of, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a lot of, uh, you know, code challenges, boy, that's, that's daunting. (laughs) Uh, I remember the, the first code challenge I got, I just, I think I blew, uh, Brooklyn up just being like, I, what, like, okay. I applied for a job and now I have to program things, Brooklyn. Like, what did you do to me?
0: What have I done? What have you done? Exactly. (laughs) Oh man, how was that first coding challenge? Like, what was what? What did it involve? Oh, it was terrible. Um, it was ridiculous. I remember
1: talking to some people who who were software engineers that I I know, and being like, hey, I got this code challenge, and I'm kind of kind of unsure and like you know like I was kind of petrified of the whole thing and a lot of people's responses were that's ridiculous. Like I that's like a senior engineer code challenge and definitely not you know. Yeah. But it was like building a whole banking API using Kafka. Jesus and uh yeah yeah
0: it didn't sound doesn't sound just you you saying that doesn't sound like it was a junior Type of challenge,
1: but but that experience is like so useful though, right? Like yeah, like the apprehension of getting a code challenge and then getting the code challenge and having it be like this feature, <laughs> 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 you know, like um, all of that's incredibly useful, right? And so sure, I, I I think Brooklyn's right on the money where it's, you know, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're yeah, you, you're not gonna get the job. Right. I mean you didn't expect to anyways. You're, you're looking for experience at that point.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, or I mean, you could say the worst thing's going to happen is you're going to get the job and then that's a whole new
0: follow of wax, but right. in a Good way. Yeah, exactly. Like at least you'll get, you'll get paid to, uh, to bomb the technical interviews. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. That's crazy, man. So the, the company you're with now, this is still your first elixir job yeah
1: um coming up on a year so I'm not i'm not far out from a year now
0: okay are you feeling more comfortable with elixir? nope no
1: nope, not that's, at all that's
0: fair, no, really i mean <laughs> yes
1: and no um it's it's a really i I think the thing I would say is every time I start feeling comfortable um <laughs> I realize that I'm not. Uh-huh. And so uh, it's a really fun learning process. It can get, it can get rather daunting. Um, but the nice thing is, is I never, I never feel. Hmm, what's the best way to put this? I, d- I don't feel like it's Elixir or I don't ever get frustrated with the language. That's probably the best way to say it. Okay. Like the language just gives me such amazing tools. So it, it then more becomes about like what is, like what's the proper architecture? How should I do this? I would say the worst thing Elixir as a language has done to me is, I know nine times out of ten when I write something, there's probably a, a much better way to do it because mm-hmm. Elixir just has that ability. But no, I never, I, n- I never get frustrated with the language itself. It's just so. I don't know. It's dependable mm-hmm,
0: in mm-hmm. code can, can languages be dependable. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, JavaScript's not. So <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the languages has to be. JavaScript. <laughs> so I call JavaScript the duct tape language, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like just you slap can, some duct tape on it. It'll be fine.
1: Well, Yeah. And you can do anything with duct tape, like literally anything with duct tape. Yeah. It's just never. The way that it should be done, but you right. can do it, and you know i I don't like I'm only partially familiar with JavaScript, and I've only done so much in it, so i'm I'm kind of harsh on the language, but uh, it just I am too yeah, it just felt like a language where like anything and everything is possible, even if it shouldn't be
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and i don't like i guess me personally that that feels not what I want to reach for, especially when I'm already looking at a problem mm-hmm. that is, is difficult or complex is I, I don't need a complex language or a complex solution mm-hmm. on top of that.
0: That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. that actually makes a ton of sense. That's yeah. So that's one of the things that kind of turned me off of JavaScript. It was just, it always seemed like reading the code was always difficult, and I don't know if it was just bad examples of code, but reading JavaScript versus reading Elixir is like night and day. Yeah, like El- Elixir is just you know is so much, so much nicer to read. It just seems so more, I guess, well laid out, and like I said, it's kind of it kind of looks almost tech like technical, if that makes sense. Yeah. Versus, um, like you said, trying to unravel duct tape. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, I guess, you know, you
1: think about a, like a a purpose built room and when you walk into it, you know, something very functional, like a kitchen, you walk into it, it's pretty easy to identify what it is and what's going on. Uh I feel like, I feel like Elixir has that going on. Whereas if you like walk into a warehouse full of stuff,
0: you don't even I mean, know where to start half the time.
1: Yeah, or like what exactly is going on. Yeah. So how's Elixir, like how's learning Elixir going for you? I'm really Man. curious.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about me for a bit. Yes, <laughs> do it. Um, so I don't know if, if you listen to my podcast at all. I'm sure Um. other people. I... Have... Oh, go ahead. I was
1: just going to say, I haven't yet. Um, I do want to, I remember seeing uh, that you had Brooklyn on mm-hmm. and, and making one of those mental notes, um,
0: mm-hmm. which are not dependable. No, um, they never are. I yeah. try that all the time. Never works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was actually, uh, so in 2021, I, I, okay, Let me, let me roll back a little bit further than that. I've been trying to learn to code for about four to five years on and off. Um, I did the whole, uh, Udemy course front end stuff or, you know, full quote unquote full stack stuff. Um, and just never finding that I really was learning anything. Yeah. Um, I did hit, um, a course that was a Java course that I did a bunch of, um, where stuff was starting to click a bit, but that was because it was super exercise heavy, like Tons and tons of exercises. Most most courses. If you ever gone through a Udemy course, you know that they're not. They're literally like, uh, here's how you do this. Okay, next video. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and until you're working on this project, and you have no idea how you how you wound up there, or yeah. or how to, you know, like, like by the time you're done with it, you can't really build what you just built because you're not you sure where to start.
1: Yeah. So I,
0: Oh, go ahead. No, no, no.
1: I, that feeling, um, is, is a rough one because you, you like put in all this work and effort. You're really like, it's not like you're doing it, you know, half minded or anything like you're, you're Mm -hmm. sitting there, you're following along, you get to the end and you're just like, I, Mm -hmm. what did we do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, career-wise, I've I've kind of been all over the place, too. I've moved a lot for family. Um, my wife and I went and took care of my dad um, for his last four or five years. So that moved me out of state. Um, we moved. I thanks. I appreciate it. Um, we moved back here. So I'm in Arkansas now because my wife's dad passed away. And we couldn't coax her out to North Carolina, but we also couldn't leave her alone. You know, so. Yeah. We moved out here and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I you know, I took a job in the oil field, which then crashed when Corona hit. Um so you know, I've literally like I've 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 been all over the place. I've done all kinds of work. Yeah. And through you know, from twenty sixteen on, I've been making attempts at learning to code. And um in twenty twenty one I think I'd hit some burnout and I was just like, you know, I'm just tired of this. I just want to try to learn maybe something else. I'll just kinda of look around. So I ran into functional programming. Actually, I think the yeah, I think I'd run into Erlang. I'd I'd read something on Erlang and I'm like, okay, this looks kinda of, kinda of interesting, but
2: yeah.
0: Um and then I found out there were other languages written to work on the beam. So I bought the uh learning Elixir one point six book. Nope. Um which I'm sure is a fantastic book, but it's not a beginner's book. No. <laughs> um, and I'm not knocking the author or anything like that at all. Um, you know, I think if, if you have a pretty heavy programming background, that book will probably help you get off the ground quick with Elixir, but it's it's not beginner-friendly. Yeah. And there's not a lot of beginner-friendly Elixir stuff out there, which I think is probably the uh, the reason that it's not a lot of people's first language part of the reason I should say.
1: Yeah, I can, I can understand that. I think it's partially,
2: um,
1: I I think it's partially because you, you think initially that somebody's not going to choose Elixir as their first language or, Mm -hmm. or like it's going to be a Ruby developer Mm -hmm. or, or something along those lines. So yeah, I do feel like a lot of the material out there, um, is kind of like, you know up and running with elixir not right. let's let's learn how to code right using elixir
0: yeah yeah and you know you and i both know having done some object oriented that it takes a bit of a different mindset to grasp functional programming yeah and so it's uh you know i think it it might be easier for somebody to learn functional from the start than it is for someone to try to flip the mindset. Yeah. Um, that's just my experience. And, you know, so I hadn't been super deep in to object oriented. I was kind of, was kind of staying in the shallow end because of the problems I had trying to learn Um, that I, I don't think I fully adopted the object oriented mindset. So it's made learning Elixir a lot easier as far as like switching to to learning um functional yeah thinking functionally thinking functionally yeah. yeah so i you know i tried i tried the book i kind of i put it down but it's always been in the back of my mind um i always thought that the syntax looked great you know it was ruby and i've done a little bit of that and so when i was at work bored uh one day i decided to look for an elixir podcast to see what was there Cause I've been listening to a bunch of like PHP podcasts and some other stuff. So, you know, after going through a couple of them, they were like super technical. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to see if there's anything for newbies. Um, and I probably typed elixir newbie or something like that and ran into Brooks. Yeah. So I binge listened to the whole thing. Um, and then I'm like, I'm going to contact this guy and get him on my podcast. Um, and so that was kind of, that was kind of the start. So I interviewed him and he, you know, told me about the beta that he was doing. And then I was like, okay, I I joined the discord just to kind of see what was going on. And then, you know, I got the, I got the curriculum loaded on my computer and I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, uh, Hey Brooke, I'm going to do this. Um, <laughs> I think I messaged him and I said, dude, I am all in on this, on this thing. Nice. That's like, awesome. I, I'm going to learn this thing from, you know, front to back. Um, and Brooke was like, if you're all in, I'm all in, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you the whole, the whole thing. You know, we're going to go, we're going to go from the beginning to the end. Um, so he started teaching, like, I don't know, like the next day, maybe he started um, cause he was kind of teaching, like having support time, but yeah. it wasn't really, he w- wasn't really like teaching the full class. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so he started, he started teaching and he, you know, he thought he was going to have like two dedicated students, which was like me and John was the other one. Okay. And then next thing you know, he's got like eight or 10 people joining every single day. Wow. Um, so he was like scrambling. To, uh, <laughs> you know, he, so he's like he's like writing content and editing content as he goes, which I mean it's a beta, so you kind of expect that. Yeah, but it is so much nicer learning with this kind of environment because a it's dedicated time with a with a teacher. That's yeah. uh, that's a big plus. Yeah. Um it's also dedicated Time with other people that are learning, also a a huge plus. Yeah, and we're pair programming every day. Like it's not just you know we're working through in in solitude. I think the first the first week to week and a half maybe it was sort of like that. Like we'd be like, okay, you know, break break into pairs, but we're all working on our the exercises. By ourselves, you know what I mean, or maybe we'll mm, excuse me. We'll ask each other questions, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but based on feedback we were giving him, he decided to try having everybody pair program through these exercises, and that's made a huge difference.
1: That's really awesome. Pair programming is, um, is really really great. I'm I'm a huge fan.
0: Do you uh you do that a lot on the job, um, or some anyway? I do. Yeah it it kind
1: of depends. Not as much as I'd like to, uh-huh. um, but there is a fair amount of pair programming that I do. Uh, at this point, it's more like sticking points or uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, really technical or or really complex issues or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, I you know I am looking forward, um. We've been we've been really feature heavy for the last bit and really been working hard on this feature. So it's been kind of hands-on deck, all hands on deck. Yeah. So I, I I am looking forward to like doing a little bit more um pair programming where you know we can we can work through an entire thing. I, I really enjoy that because um when you get to see, you know to see how somebody else approaches and navigates a problem there's always really interesting things to take away yeah um, yeah yeah i enjoy it quite a bit
0: yeah i've learned a ton from pair programming i mean just different ways different ways to think about problems different different things you run into yeah um y- you can kind of see how other people would solve a problem versus how you would and um it's just uh, yeah. I used to be scared of the thought of peer programming. Um, you know, just it just seemed weird. Like, okay, you got somebody that's driving, and you got somebody that's talking. You know, or yeah. and or if depending on the level of, um, knowledge, you know, uh, there might be a little more talking on both sides. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just it just seems like it makes for a much better learning and programming experience plus you're not you're not in a vacuum yep so it actually forces you to think more about the problem less distractions because you got somebody else there that's helping you think through the issue
1: yeah and it's you know um you you have somebody to like rubber ducking is really great yeah um but it's it's even better when there's somebody listening. Right? Right, and, right. And the rubber duck can talk back to you cause it's, it's yeah. another programmer and, <laughs> and uh, they can, you know, they can ask you questions and you can ask them questions and you know, the dialogue really leads into, Oh, well, um, you know, like we didn't think about that or, Oh
2: uh-huh. well, yeah. So,
0: yeah, definitely. That's, that's been one of the, one of the highlights of this, of this, um, Academy so far has been a pair programming. Um, we just started getting into a mix. We just started mix using okay. mix. So we're doing, you know, mix projects. Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything uh, bad to say about any of my fellow uh, beta cohort people at all. (laughs) They're, they're all super awesome. We've actually got a couple people in there that are sort of helping coach. They just, I don't know. They just decided to show up and help. That's Um, awesome. So there's at least, I think two other people that are actually giving sort of mentor mentoring and, um, uh, teaching time. Um, which, you know, in in whatever time they have, you know, some of them are doing it after work or they're just, you know, they come on and be like, anybody want to, um, want to work on this exercise? And, you know, and he just kind of tutors them through it and makes them think and breaks their brains and (laughs) tries to teach them different ways to think about problems. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blast. That's Um, really
2: awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and that kind of goes back to the community like i it's just something I, I i think brooklyn really does kind of embody the elixir community he's just
2: uh-huh.
1: like he's not it's not just like yeah i you know i want to see other people get into elixir or i want to see other people become programmers uh-huh. no he's like excited about it like yeah. he's thrilled um and and getting to watch him like um you know, get this position and then, and develop the course and, um, see kind of on the sidelines, like the blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. of his. That <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. And you probably get to see a different side of that too, because, you know, you guys have been friends for a good while.
1: Yeah. It's, he, he just puts a ton into it. Um, he, he's really is, I think in the perfect position for him because he mm-hmm. loves, um, he really loves Elixir. He loves programming. But I think even more than that, he really enjoys sharing um, yeah. that with other people. Yeah. So it's it's really exciting for me to hear um, your side of that and to hear you, you know, like undertake that, which is, it's so cool. Because um, I've been kind of on your side of things, right? Like the yeah. uncertainty mm-hmm. and like, you know, sometimes just staring at code and just being like, what in the heck? And then, <laughs> you know, and then, and then you get to the point where you do job interviews and you do job interviews and then somebody actually gives you a job and then you go, wait, what? <laughs> um, you know, it's terrifying. I remember, I remember just showing up and just being like, well, this will, you know, this will be a fun two weeks um, before oh, God. They, they figure this out. Oh, right? Geez.
0: Fun two weeks. Yeah. I, and that's, that's, uh, I guess if I have a fear, that's, that would be my fear. Um, yeah. Just that I, you know, I show up and you know, I get fired a couple of weeks later. Um, it's tough, but it,
1: it is, it's, it's really tough. Especially I think when you change careers, Um, I think they, it's really, really tough. I, I think it's cool. Cause you bring this other experience and these other ideas um, and things, you know, that aren't normally seen um from people who go the more conventional path right yeah um and so I, I, it's a it's a really cool thing to bring that in but like all of a sudden you're in this new field and you've um i actually talk about this with other people at work all the time i lost my yardstick to my performance so uh-huh. You know, Mm. before in my jobs, I I knew whether I was doing good or bad, or I knew whether I was like crushing it or, and you lose that and you're willfully saying, I don't want that anymore because I'm going to go into a new area and I have to relearn it. And it's, it's rough. And I think software,
0: especially so. I'm, I'm actually jotting that down. That's a really good, oh man, that's a really good, well, Hey, it's a really good quote for one. Lost my yardstick for performance. I mean, that's, there's that, that a lot in there to unpack. So yeah. when, you know, most normal jobs, you know, they, they're grading you on how much output you have, how much, you know, like my job, for instance, um, I, we don't really have a performance metric as an, as an employee per se. Um but there's always this um, kind of work hard or get fired mentality with most yeah. companies.
1: But um, like you, you do it every day, so you know, like you know when you show up and you've like you've done a really good day, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Like, and and then you also know, but like with software, I think kind of. It's, it's hard to gauge anyways, right? Mm -hmm. You may, you may pick up a bug, right? You may go to work on a bug or a feature and -hmm. it may be something that you're super familiar with and you just knock it out of the park and it's just like the dominoes falling. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'll never forget not long after I, I got uh, hired. I was working on, um, uh, working on a, I think it was a bug fix. And just struggling with it. And I remember coming across a little comic and it was like, you guys have changed two lines of code in two weeks. Like, okay, what did, what did you do with all that extra time? And it was, you know, figured out which (laughs) line, you know, two lines of codes needs changing. Right. Um, but that's a weird place to be in when you're like, you want to get this done. You want to get this PR pushed. You want to get it reviewed. You need to like, you, you need that progress. But, you know, in all honesty, like the most important part is the part where you feel like you're not doing a ton, which is like understanding the problem Uh and then, like, and then, like, learning the impact of that problem and, and like growing that context and that understanding so that now when you learn and understand the problem, you're also like understanding how it impacts other parts of the problem. And so it's, it's, yeah, it can be, I think it's, that's a really difficult thing when you change careers, if not just difficult in software period.
0: Yeah. I would, I would say that that's probably more. Um, I mean, there's probably other industries where you also lose that yardstick, but I think as far as like, you're like people moving into, um, into being a dev, that's definitely something to look out for um, because going from being able to gauge your performance based on whatever daily crap you did or, you know, um, like in my job, some of the guys measure it based on like how many, you know, whatever, how many boxes they did a day or how many, um, you know, trucks they loaded a day, you know, that kind of thing. Like, with software you don't have that kind of metric you're basically you know like you said it could be 2 weeks working on the same bug yep. um and that in the beginning that probably
1: gives a lot of anxiety it does i would say and i'm definitely not a pro at this but i would say sure. you know trust in if you can't trust yourself when you when you feel that imposter syndrome and you, and you don't feel like you can trust that you're good or good enough, like trust that at least the people who put you where you're at, right. The the people who hired you, the managers who assigned you a task, you Uh know, right. Trust that they know. So if you can't trust your own Uh into it about it, or, or you're worried that you're not where you're supposed to be, then, then just trust in other people and look, what's the worst that can happen. Right. Um, they're really bad at their job and then the people who hired them is really bad at their job. So everybody's bad at their job and you're in good company. Like that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> right? Yeah. So either they know what they're doing and you can trust in that or everybody's terrible at their job there and, and you fit right in.
0: Or they don't. And you're all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Mm. That is uh yeah, that's crazy
1: it's it's an interesting thing it's i mean this this year's gone really fast yeah um i feel like i've learned a ton and nothing at all um it's um it it's a it's an experience but it's 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 kind of marvelous and exciting um every single day i i love my job um I love my work and my job. I think for
0: the first time in my life. Um, That's saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I've, I don't I've, think I've ever actually loved my job.
1: Well, see, I've, I've often loved my work, right? With film, yeah. I loved my work, sure. Loved the things that it did. I did. hated my job, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? I hated the things that surrounded the work. And I'm not going to tell you that software is perfect or, or, yeah. you know, in engineers it's definitely not it's it's got its issues but Mm -hmm. but like i'm no longer feeling like i'm at a job just because i like the work i i feel like i'm at a job because i like my job and i like the work and
2: Mm
1: -hmm. it's actually been really good for me
2: Mm. just to you know feel that yeah to be
1: excited to go to work
0: yeah um that's that's why I'm so excited about this process. I don't know if you, you heard the excitement in my voice when, <laughs> when I came on, <laughs> No, that's, um,
1: but that's great. It's you should be like, it's an exciting thing.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked about this whole thing. Um, you know, being, being able to learn in the environment that I'm learning in and looking forward to eventually, you know, landing my first job in Elixir. That's, I don't know. I, i uh, I don't think I've ever been this excited about a language or a or the prospect of finding a dev job when i yeah. first when I first started learning it was because i you know i didn't go to i didn't go to college um, yeah. i i barely attended high school um my my parents homeschooled me until about fifth grade and then at that point I'd learned to read and write. And so yeah. I just I just read everything. I was a voracious reader. I just constantly reading everything. Um, That's good. I got my GED of thirty. Uh, my wife kind of pushed me to do that. Good. And it wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't high on my list of things to accomplish, because um, I never needed it. You know, I'd always, I always always found work. Yeah. But I never had a career. Yeah. And so even like my current job, which I like, and I like the, you know, I like the people and it's afforded me the time because of the schedule I work to do this boot camp. Like that's for me, that's, you know, that's a plus that's a big, a big plus.
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: But it's, you know, it's, it's just not my career. You know what I mean? It's not what, not what I want to be doing with my time. And, um, just, you know, being able to, to do this boot camp and having the time to do it. And now, and, um, it's just, it's, it's come along at the right time. And I, like I said, I've, I've never really been excited about any particular language, but I am super excited about this one.
1: That's good. And you should, you should be like, I, I think it's, I think it's marvelous to be excited about a language and it's mar- like, how cool, you know, uh, it, it still blows me away. Like just how cool it is to be excited by, by, by using, you know, words to do software, like the software (laughs) in and of itself is just, I'm I'm sure you've heard Brooklyn talk about it being magic, but like I, it, it, it kind of is really building something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And such, I, it's this really cool, intricate mix between like, like, mechanic engine mechanical engineering and artistic engineering or just artistry mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, and it's so cool to hear like you, you undertake this path or your like your excitement for it. So it's so much fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a blast so far. It's been, a, you know, the first, the first week I was kind of like, yeah, this is cool, you know? And then, the second week I'm like imposter syndrome set in and I'm like, am I even learning enough to, <laughs> you know? And then yeah. Brooks like eighty twenty rule, eighty twenty rule. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, which if anybody listening doesn't know what that is, it's basically, uh, I think it's you solve 80% of the problems with 20% of the tools. Is that yeah. basically yeah.
1: it? Or like the, yeah. The um, tools or the the language, the language like the yeah, tools of the language, language. has,
0: right, right.
1: You know, um, one one piece of advice that I I failed to heed, and I really wish I would have, yeah. um, was to work on open source software. Oh yeah, um. and and the reason for that is, um, is it'll give you, I think, as close or, or very similar to experience, like what working in a professional environment is going to be like Uh because you got to go into this um we I work on a very large code base uh it's a large umbrella project um I I mean even in a year there's so much of the code base that I haven't even come close to looking at Mm. um and you you have to like jump in kind of like quickly gain your bearings find your way through stuff figure out what's going on. Without having, without getting to understand all of it, right? Which is, mm-hmm. it's terrible and it's daunting. I think, I think that's one of the things when, when you're learning to code and you build your own projects and you, and you go through these tutorials and you read these books, like it's like building up this code that you understand. And then if you're me and you don't listen to people say go work on open source software, all of a sudden you're at a job and now you have to jump into code that you don't understand Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of it
2: yeah
0: yeah so one of the cool things about uh the dockyard academy is that you actually get to do some of that that's Um, awesome so my first open source pr ever was discovering some um code in Brooklyn's curriculum that it <laughs> <that> didn't work. <laughs> no way. I don't
1: uh, buy it. I'm sorry, awesome. Brooke. I,
0: I gotta say it. <laughs> um and uh so I refactored it and fixed the issue just because I thought it needed to be more readable, but yeah, that you know. That's great. Um and so yeah, I uh I'd never done a uh a pull request. Or, you know, anything like that. Um, and I've used Git a, a fair amount. I mean, if you look, I've I've done commits from, like, 2016 on.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Here and there, you know, very sporadic, but, you know, I've always tried to, like, push my own projects and that kind of thing for the practice. That's and, good. But I'd never actually forked anything and did a, you know, a pull request to fix something or address something. So... Yeah. That was, that was my first time. It was, it was a ton of fun. And so Brooke is planning on leaving some things for people to get the experience and, oh, cool. other, and other people have throughout this, you know, cause there's like, if somebody uh, finds, you know, a minor issue or something that needs fixing, you know, they just do a pull request and shoot it up and, yeah, they get they get the uh, get the experience of actually contributing, which is really cool. And yeah,
1: that that's awesome. I th- I think Brooklyn. I really um, I really need to one of these days. I'm gonna go through his whole curriculum. Um,
0: you and probably learn a lot.
1: I will. I mean, just... I'm, I'm kind of terrified of how many times I'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> now I understand." Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably have to message him and be like, "So." Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, that's cool. It's, it's, it's fine. I'm a professional <laughs> developer after all, <laughs> but it's okay. Like, it, yeah, uh, I think, I think you quickly learn at your first job, like it's okay not to know. Um, it's okay to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's going to happen. Nobody, ex- it, it, I think we all have these really crazy expectations of ourselves. Yes. Um, and we don't even know what to expect. That's the funny thing, right? Like, uh-huh. e- even even if I were to go start a new job tomorrow with a different company, like I still wouldn't know what to expect. Having done it once already, I just have the tools to say, "Um, okay, this is this is how I handle this, and this is how I try and figure out this problem." But even more than that, I understand that nobody expects me to know, and and you can reach out. Like, I think that's the biggest thing as a developer is like use the tools at your disposal. Um, but don't be afraid to, to use other people as that, as mm-hmm. that tool. That sounds wrong, but like lean, but yeah, on, lean into it. the the experience of other people and, and say, I'm having a hard time with this. Um, it, mm-hmm. and and I think you, you kind of figure that stuff out and it makes everything. Okay. The, the fear doesn't go away. you're it's, you know, like a lot of the emotions still persist, but I think you realize like it's okay um everybody's all just kind of trying to figure out these problems together
0: yeah yeah that's yeah that's that's a that's a huge point um so tell me about um this whole uh d and d thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Brooklyn's Brooklyn's D and D,
0: um, D and
1: D group. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he let me. Um, so essentially, um, I don't know if any you know anybody listening will kind of know the story, but I met Brooklyn because of his Elixir newbie podcast. Reached out to him, um, told him basically I was, I was that person, um, and then we started discussing and, and it grew into like a uh a really incredible friendship. Brooklyn's um uh, Brooklyn's just an amazing guy. I don't think I don't think anybody can really cross Brooklyn's path and and not become fast friends with him. He's just uh-huh. he's just great. So um he knew that I liked D and D and he invited me um eventually to join um a group that he's DMing for, which has been um it's just been insane it's been it's been it's been crazy and a lot of fun um yeah brooklyn's just good at everything he does it's not fair
0: bow to brooklyn
1: no he's just he's just a great guy yeah
0: that's awesome uh i never played d there was a so the the one bit of high school i attended uh i know i said i was homeschooled which i was Yeah. Um my parents are going through divorce. They're like, well, we got to do something with the kid. So they threw me in, in ninth grade at 15. And it was like a a nightmare.
1: Uh (laughs) Yeah. Quite the shock. I'm sure. Yeah, dude,
0: it it was, and it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like the socializing part because, you know, I was, I had lots of socializing growing up. I mean, neighborhood football games and just, you know, basketball and, you know, just a lot of like, we had a park in the center of our neighborhood so every kid and their mom were down there all the time. So we we always played, you know, it was never, it was never a, the stigma of homeschool is that, oh, my kid's not going to get any, make any friends or he's not going to have any kind of yeah. social skills, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, like it, it is a good skill, but it's not the only place to, to get it's, that. It's not dude. Like, yeah. you know, we're homeschooling our kid, but well, we're doing a virtual Academy. So he's actually, um, it's him and about 10 other kids in the class and it's all like video, you know, live. Yeah. And, and then we go to the park and he like makes friends with everybody. Exactly. Like, yeah. Nonstop talking to, talking to kids or, you know, he'll just run right up to him and, you know, insert himself. And we're like, yeah, that's the way, that's the way to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't be afraid to, uh to, to, um to make friends, you know? And yeah, I kind of do the same way. Like, uh we were at the we were at the park the other day and I, I I'm the guy that just like, you know, parents are sitting there and they're not saying nothing and I, I start the conversation. Yeah. Um but yeah, and I think I pretty much got off track as to what I was saying, but oh yeah. Well I got thrown in ninth grade and wound up um yeah, it was like a huge culture shock. Oh yeah, D and D. So there was a group of kids in my English class that played D and D instead of uh instead of class yeah and you know he would sit us at this these big tables they were like round tables and we'd all sit there and it was it was hell trying to concentrate
1: <laughs> is there is there playing dnd yeah i want
0: that Did
1: you say it was an english class i want that english teacher for real like-
0: dude he was the weirdest guy he but he was also the uh he was the drama teacher too, so he. Taught. Oh, okay. So my English class was actually in the audit in the place where they held plays and all that kind of stuff by the stage. Yeah, I love
1: like, how you you were like, oh, it's it's the drama teacher too, and like my <laughs> response is like, oh, okay, now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, though. It makes like it suddenly makes sense. Yeah. Um, so did you get a chance to play?
0: No, I didn't. Um, I I was very at that point in time, I was like super frustrated because I was, you know, I was already, like I said, a culture shock and, you know, I, w- I struggled to keep up and, um, I was more concerned with like the fact that I was failing and didn't understand why. Yeah. Um, yeah. then anything else. And,
1: uh, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a fun, I mean, but it's a fun game. um, it's really, it's really like person dependent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like getting in, getting into the right group. But when you like, when you find that right group or like when you get a good group together, boy, it's, it's something else. It's a blast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I've played lots and lots of RPGs, so I definitely love that kind of of thing. Yeah. And of course I've read tons of, you know, fantasy and fic, uh, sci-fi novels and things like that. So. I would I would definitely be open to it now. <laughs> I just I just wasn't when I was younger. Um and like I said, in part that was just due to, you know, school issues, but um but yeah, uh so what my wife and I actually did was we got into Warhammer. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh yeah. Okay. So we Yeah, that's... yeah it's kinda like it's uh...
1: a, I, I just always think of figurines, which mm-hmm. Like it gets me excited because painting the figurines yes. is the black. But it's just
0: so many figurines. Dude, that's the best part. <laughs> like painting the figures is the best part of Warhammer. I don't even like I mean the game is fun, but painting the figures is is I don't know. If you if you like if you like to paint your artistic, like uh that's that's hard to beat except maybe painting Gundam models. Yeah. Which I've got a. um a growing collection that I need to finish putting together and start painting. But um, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, the models <laughs> I've done here and there. Um, it's one of those, one of those things. Like I'd, I'd enjoy doing it if I had more time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sort of thing. But, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> time is something that is at least currently pretty full. Like I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing three hours of class. Uh, five days a week.
2: Yeah.
0: I'd say three. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's at least three. Uh, It depends on, you know, if it runs over, it might be four. Yeah. But doing about three hours of class a week. And then I'm doing one to two hours of self-study when I, you know, when I can squeeze it in.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And then I have a podcast and then work on the weekends. Plus, you know, I'm married with a kid and. Um. Yeah, my life's pretty full right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say most of my free time is is pretty much tied up at the moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's that's the way that it goes. Um, which is it's a lot of fun. Like I'm I'm similar way. Like I, I I stay pretty booked to then, like occasionally. uh, Yeah, like it's weird having to schedule in my free time but I do uh, <laughs> which is totally cool I I'm I, I'm kind of down with it like I like the structure of it secretly
0: yeah.
1: Um, mm-hmm. but yeah
0: do so, you do you have any ahead. uh side projects are you working on anything like on the side elixir elixir side projects mm-hmm. um so
1: uh Brooklyn and I uh worked on a small little library um kind of quick and fast a couple of weekends ago. Oh yeah. Um basically uh uh basically it's just a little library that turns all of your um um you can tell it's late in the day. Um <laughs> don't worry about it. It turns all your code documentation into live book um oh. documentation and then any yeah. And then any of any of your um doc tests into actual um actual like live book running examples huh and so we uh we got that up and running quick and dirty because i I wanted to use it for something yeah um so i do want i'm actually hoping this weekend to to put some more time into that need some tweaking and and some cleaning up and everything like that but
0: you have that listed on github
1: uh it's kind of like a... no i think brooklyn has it um okay. listed on github um
0: man so look at it look it up what's it called that's a good question it's been <laughs> a minute since i've had a chance to <laughs> no you're fine <laughs>
1: um no let me find out for
0: you real quick cool. uh oh we called it xbook of course x as in the letter or x as an ex ex book x book okay
1: so basically it's because it's essentially what X Docs does except for. Um, for live book
0: all right i'll make a note of that and add it to the show notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i want
1: to work on that some more um there's a couple other um ideas i've been kicking around Mm. um but this like uh the the features that we've been working on at work and everything is just it's been really crazy Mm -hmm. and i also i have goals that i set for myself um such as like um doing self-study mm-hmm. uh, like three times a week on on an elixir topic that i feel like i'm i'm weaker in and then mm-hmm. i try and do a tutorial um uh you know at least well I try to do it once a week but at least every other week um but i, I try and keep that professional development growing um I want to start getting more into learning about um, more architecture decisions and and mm-hmm. thinking about um, software in a larger context. Okay. So a lot of my time goes to that, which is nice. Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's it's cool to go back and look at material that you read when you were learning. Yeah, and then like reread it and be like. <laughs> you know cuz there's always that like those couple of things that you like reread three or four times yeah and then you're like maybe if i keep going i'll understand it <laughs> yeah and then like finally you come back and you're like oh yeah i get it now <laughs> so
0: that's always fun yeah i uh i've been thinking a lot about side projects um i've got a couple of ideas for projects that i want to do in elixir and you're going to call me crazy for this, but I think every language um, should have its own game framework. Wow. I <laughs> mean, every every time I've gone to learn a language, the first thing I look up is, does it have its own game framework? Every time. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I'm obsessed with, <laughs> with games. But um, Elixir doesn't have one other than like, I've seen some server stuff, but I've never seen anything. And I don't know if it's even possible to write like a 2D uh, game library for Elixir. But if it's possible, I'm probably going to try to figure it out. (laughs)
1: Like that's that's the great thing, especially with like side projects. Yeah, is is it doesn't even have to be possible. And like, you know. Yeah. um, Which I don't see why it wouldn't be possible but that'll you know it'll be a really cool like a, a fun project to do. Yeah be interesting.
0: Yeah I mean even if I can find somebody that's done something that I can build off of um that maybe they've abandoned or you know like left at a you know what I mean? Like a state that just they just either gave up or hadn't worked on it in a long time, maybe just forking it and trying to to build it out more. Um yeah. the other thing I want to do is it's also game related. <laughs> um, I want to write a uh, a sort of okay. So Brooklyn playing D and D kind of gave me this idea. Um, I wanted to make a a D and D type game that uh-huh. was mostly text, but still run by like a a DM. Um, oh, okay. but that could be that people could play asynchronously. You know, on their phone or computer or whatever, when they had yeah. time to log in. Um, basically, you know, instead of everybody just being present at the time, the jam would like whatever he does, and then everybody would just kind of interact when they could, instead of, um, yeah, know, having to be live for that.
1: I, you I'm know, try- I- I'm trying to think. Somebody sent me. Oh, it's a couple months back. It was mm-hmm. like a set of um so it wasn't D D, of course it was it was a different ptrpg <laughs> but it was yeah. like meant to be played asynchronously Ooh, so that interesting so that people didn't have to show up so i'll have to see if i can't find that and yeah and get it over to you because
0: that would be helpful
1: yeah it, it's a really interesting concept i think i think the hard time with that would be um a lot of I think a lot of D and D is the interaction. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. I don't, yeah, I don't think it, so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how,
0: how it like played out. That, yeah. How that played out. Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah. intriguing. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested it. in seeing it too. Like it's not, yeah. you know, and, and if it wasn't quite like that, like I still had some, uh, you know, like if it, if I don't wind up building it out into like a full on, like multiple, player asynchronous D&D game. Um maybe working it into something more like a uh not quite like a mud. Oh, yeah. Um but where if you're familiar with that term um, a
1: little bit, not, not okay. Super.
0: It basically it was like the original MMO but okay. it was all text based. Um and I know there's a there's an elixir engine for that. Um But basically I would just um, make it so you could sort of uh, follow maybe like a campaign or something, but it'd be like solo or something like that. Gotcha. Um, And then it would just have some, some visuals, but maybe not like, not hard on the graphics end, just like maybe static images, maybe like a paper doll you could, you know, add gear to. And I don't know. Yeah. Just, you know, it's still kind of in the, in the rough stages I just really just started thinking about it as we as we move into building projects versus um doing everything completely in live book
2: yeah that's exciting
0: oh yeah I'm I'm man I'm (laughs) like I said I don't know if you could hear my voice when I when I got on but uh I am like I'm super super excited about this whole this whole thing learning elixir and you know, eventually yeah. finding work and, you know, being able to actually, uh, do it, you know, do it for a living. And, and it, for me, it's like I said, learning the program started as a way to, uh, hopefully support my family down the road Yeah. because I haven't had a real career and I haven't, uh, I've always just been on kind of that edge of not making enough money yeah
1: Um, that's a that's a world i'm very familiar with
0: yeah yeah so i'm looking i'm looking forward to hitting the point where i'm not i'm not sweating the bills every day yeah or i'm not having to play uh uh the bill shuffle (laughs) (laughs) the
1: the the peter and paul game yeah peter to
0: pay paul exactly (laughs) yeah
1: yeah no i under i understand that one rather well yeah it's um the good thing is, is like, regardless of what started you on your way, like you, you're genuinely interested in, like excited about it, which is, is good because making money is good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to supporting the family, like I'll, you know, like I'll do any job, right. You know, I'll make it happen, but it's so much nicer when you enjoy it.
0: Yeah. It it definitely is, and I am I'm really looking forward to that aspect of it more than more than probably anything at this point. That's awesome. Um,
2: I'd say it's coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I definitely think it is, man. I definitely think it is. I think, um, I think. Well, I'd say this year, but it's more like the end of the year. So <laughs> uh, somewhere between now and um, the beginning of next year, hopefully, I'll. I'll land something and
1: yeah, that'll it. be exciting. Yeah, I'll, I'd I'd be interested to like I'd, I'd love to hear from you when that when that happens. Um, it'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll we'll definitely stay in touch, man.
1: Yeah, think, for sure.
0: I think that um, yeah, I, th- I think you and I kind of um, I don't know, we have a lot in common. Um, and that's probably partly why. I I told Brooklyn, I was like, your episode with Daniel, (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Your episode with Matthew was my, was my all time favorite. Like that was, I don't know. It just, uh, something, some of the Uh things you said just really resonated with me. And I probably listened to that episode about half a dozen times. Oh, wow. Work. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was like really the, the kind of spark to make me really start considering Elixir and then, Um and Brooklyn makes you feel like he like you know he's gonna help you no matter what, you know, like he's very supportive and yeah and he was like dude if you you know you want to learn elixir, you know, I'll help you any way I can. And and he he has. He's you know, he's definitely he's put in a ton of time and I appreciate every every last minute of it. That's awesome. And yeah, and,
1: and thanks a lot. That's really cool to hear. Um that was um yeah, it was, a uh, when I, when I did that podcast, you know, uh, when I was on Brooklyn's podcast, I was, um, I think I had a pretty brave face on. I was sweating. Uh-huh. I, you know, I just didn't know what the future held. I, um, it was, yeah. yeah, it was an interesting time. It was really cool to hear that, uh, it resonated with you and that it, you know, it's, um,
0: Definitely, definitely made a, made a difference for sure. That's cool. That's really cool.
1: Um, I appreciate that.
0: And that was, that was one of the things that I made a point of to, in fact, that was probably one of the only things I wrote down to, to ask him. Um, Because I don't, you know, I usually don't script. I don't do any scripting and I might scribble down a question here and there, but I don't really, you know, I just want to have a conversation with somebody. I don't want to, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's, I don't know. To me, it's just more. It's more interesting to have a real conversation with somebody than it is to uh, like have the whole thing scripted with a list of you know pre pre made questions. Um, but that was yeah. one of the things I wrote down. It was like I couldn't remember your name, but I made sure to make a note to find out you know what happened. And uh, that's what he told me about. He had that you guys had recorded a follow up, but he had lost the audio. Yeah,
1: yeah, we did the we did we did the I got the job thing and it was like um yeah. it was funny he um I told him I was like dude I I, I got a job and he was <laughs> he was stoked like he was it was it was awesome to see him um just I think equally as excited as I was and then he was like dude we have to do a follow-up episode which I was like let me like be at the job for a minute like uh, let me get some experience so that it's not just, yeah, I got a job. And so we, <laughs> we waited a few months and, and got to do it. Um, yeah, that's too bad. I didn't, I didn't realize the the audio had gotten lost. Yeah. But, yeah, but that, yeah. That sucks. But, and
0: I, I hope that didn't, uh, you know, damn it, Brooke. <laughs> no, it's okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So if anybody's, you know, li- has listened to that episode and, comes across this one i i got a job yeah i made it
0: that's awesome yeah there's there's (laughs) been a lot of people in fact that's probably my most listened to uh episode at this point Um, is
1: the episode with Brooklyn?
0: yeah yeah he's and it's not that um yeah i mean i was gonna say it's not that it's it's not all like elixir people listening um you know it's uh i don't know it Brooke just had, he had a lot of good stuff to say about like finding jobs and, um, you know, a lot of that kind of thing. It was really unique yeah. take. And, uh, I think that it, um, yeah, hopefully helped a lot of people, uh, it definitely helped me. Cause I hadn't thought about doing this, the, the stuff that he mentioned on there. Um, so yeah, if anything, it helped me out.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: But hey, man, I'm gonna—I'll go ahead and let you go. I know I've, we've, we've kind of run. I, I don't really time it either, so.
1: Oh, that's okay. Um, this has been good.
0: Yeah, man, I've—I've I've had a blast. Um, I would definitely like to uh, either talk to you on another podcast, or you know, even off, off podcast yeah. would be great.
1: Yeah, no, we should definitely keep in touch. I, I appreciate you having me on. It's been been a lot of fun getting to talk to you, and um, so. I, I just want to thank you again for having me.
0: Yeah, dude, I I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on and um, I'm definitely looking forward to keeping in touch. Sounds good. Awesome. All right, Matthew, I will, uh, I'll see you uh, next time then.
1: Sounds good. Have a
0: great one. You too. This has been episode nine of the citizen coder podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Matthew, you can hit him up on LinkedIn. If you like what I'm doing and you want to sponsor the show, you can reach out to me at info at citizencodercast.com or message me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Links for everything else we mentioned are also in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And as always, I'll see you next time.